Good evening, it's Eric Erickson here, 9 after the hour on WSB. This is Atlanta's Evening News, the phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Now, the Washington Post, I, you know, I, I saw this headline and I thought it was a, some hysterical leftist who had lost his mind and apparently it's a collective group of leftists who have lost their minds. This is the Washington Post editorial, the headline. Another hurricane is about to battle batter our coast. Trump is complicit. Now, this is the way it worked from 2001 until 2009. All hurricanes were George Chimmy Bush Hitler Halliburton's fault. From 2009 to 2017, miraculously, all hurricanes became natural phenomena. And now again, they are a Republican president's fault. That is the way it always works without fail. Uh, If the media is really serious about climate change and the effects of global warming on society, perhaps they should not treat it as a partisan issue, casting blame on Republicans. Now, then this is this is the issue here that Republicans are a bunch of global warming denialists. By the way, did you realize that our global warming emissions as a country are now lower than they were in the year 2000? The percentage of Americans and American businesses getting their energy from renewable resources is at an all-time high. Folks, here's the thing about why you can't treat this seriously. Because the United States is not a polluter nation. Even with the rollback of Obama-era methane standards that the Trump administration and the Trump EPA want to do, we are not a polluter nation. We have curbed our emissions more than almost any other country. And yet, because left-wing activists and media types in the United States can't get India, China, Brazil, and Russia to control their emissions, they've decided that we need to go back to the Stone Age because of those countries. Why should we punish ourselves economically because of the emissions being released by China and India? Think about that. By the way, folks, at the top of the next hour, Kurt Mellish is going to join me to talk about Hurricane Florence uh, that's apparently going to blow through Florence, South Carolina. If Donald Trump were really complicit with this hurricane, don't you think he would conspire with it to hit on Election Day? I mean, Hurricane Florence, it doesn't even have a Russian name. How can he be conspiring with it? And it's a woman. It's a woman's name. You would think if if the president were colluding with it, it's not a porn star, so it would have to have a man's name for him to want to have anything to do with it. The whole idea that, that Donald Trump is complicit in this hurricane is virtue signaling. People have lost their freaking minds over Donald Trump. People have lost their freaking minds. The 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 Washington to blame the president of the United States for a hurricane. And by the way, do you guys not remember that span of, of American history from roughly 2001 until just a couple of years ago where we hardly ever had a hurricane? We hardly ever had hurricanes? I mean, it became a huge media story. Remember when Katrina came through and it was so strong? And the stories were that 
Well, we hardly have hurricanes anymore because of global warming. But when they do come, they're going to be massive. And now suddenly we've got a very active hurricane season. And all the scientists who are saying, no, 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 that, that's not quite right. This is cyclical. You go through periods. It has more to do with solar activity than it has anything to do with, with carbon emissions or methane emissions. And all those people were ridiculed and mocked and said, oh, you're a skeptic. You're a heretic. You're, you're an apostate. You're a Holocaust denier. And it turns out they were right. Y'all, I'm in the camp that says there are 7 billion people on this planet. We must in some way impact the environment. So I can see that people in some way contribute to a changing climate. But it is overwhelmingly a natural phenomenon. We know that there were periods on the planet before humans were here where it was warmer. And there were periods where it was colder. We know that it was colder before there were humans roaming the earth with technology. It was warmer. We have this thing. It's called summer. Summer is when it gets warm. We also have this thing called winter. Winter is when it gets cold. And we have these cycles where winter sometimes for an extended period of time is warmer than it had been. And we have these periods of time where it's colder than it had been. Now, I do think that there are enough people on the planet. There are seven some odd billion people on the planet. And the Chinese are, are massive polluters dumping all sorts of emissions into the atmosphere that we have to in some way, big or small, play a role in shaping the climate. But to say that we are to blame as opposed to we live on this ball that orbits this this bright, shining ball of plasma and radiation that just generates heat that circles itself around a black hole that somehow we're more to blame than all of that is nonsense in my mind. And yet it has become a religious act to believe. And so here come people blaming president. They're attacking Rush Limbaugh. I got to tell you, this is a big storm. It is a huge storm. But whenever Republicans point out that we're having record low temperatures, the Democrats scream that this is a weather phenomenon. Weather and climate are not the same. And when a giant storm comes, they're like, oh, my God, it's climate change. Pick one and be consistent. The left is not consistent. They're attacking Rush Limbaugh for pointing out that the, the, the massive hype and, and and just huge, huge deal about this hurricane and that it's all climate change. Never mind it's a natural weather phenomenon. Never mind there's they were almost, you could see reporters just willing this hurricane to hit north of North Carolina because then it really would be climate change because we never had one that massive hit north of North Carolina and now it's not going to. And so now they're screaming even more hysterically. You know, the, the only really useful thing about Twitter these days is that you can see supposedly objective reporters plotting how they're going to blame President Trump for the storm. And then along comes the Washington Post today and puts it in their editorial headline that the president is complicit in this hurricane because he's been there a year and a half. And emissions, carbon emissions and methane emissions in this country are now lower than they were in the year 2000. So clearly it is his fault. How is it possible that everything good in the economy is still Barack Obama's, but everything bad is Donald Trump's? How is that possible? The only way it's possible is if these people are lying to you.
It's 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Y'all, really heavy rain on the south side over the 675-75 split. Uh, really, really heavy rain. Uh, the Morrow area about to get smacked uh, with this all the way down 75 uh, towards Forsyth, Georgia, uh, is bad. And McDonough has stopped raining, but it's about to get some more. Locust Grove looks to be out of it. But Hampton, Lovejoy, Irondale, Jones, basically down 41 now, all the way to Griffin. Uh, you are starting to get the storms. There's also really strong stuff over 285 and 85 on the south side. And just below I-20 on the west side, on, on the perimeter, there's a lot of rain. There is also rain over the split, uh, the connector on the north side of town at 400, 75 and 85. Doraville and Norcross has some rain and then up 400. Uh, up towards Roswell, there's rain. Woodstock and Holly Springs are about to get some rain. Everything is south of Canton, though, so when you get past Holly Springs, you will be okay. Uh, cross I-20 from Alabama to South Carolina, you were largely okay, except for some rain over the Greensboro area, the lakes out there. Um, but inside, basically around 285 right now, there is rain. The only clear stretch in 285 is north of I-20 on the west side through the Brave Stadium up to 400. You're clear, but the rain is moving in that direction. So just make sure your headlights are on out there. Uh, keep Doug Turnbull happy by doing that and uh, stay safe on the roads as this strong, strong line of storms moves through the area. At the top of the hour, Kurt Mellish is going to join me to talk about the hurricane because some of the weather models are now suggesting it's headed our way now. Uh, Governor Deal has put all 159 counties in a state of emergency. Uh, we do not know exactly where the storm is going. The European model suggests it's coming to Georgia. The American model suggests it's going up the eastern seaboard. The European model has been more right than not in the last few years. I want to talk to Kurt Mellish about that to some degree. My understanding is they have better supercomputers right now doing their weather modeling than we do. Um, so we'll get into that. Also, get your WSB traffic app, please, because we are looking at uh, hundreds of thousands, if not a million weather refugees coming into the metro area. Hotels are filling up very fast in the metro Atlanta area as people try to get out of that storm. Uh, so get the traffic app, please. When we come back, the meltdown over Brett Kavanaugh is escalating. It is 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. I want to talk about Brett Kavanaugh because Hillary Clinton and the left, they have really lost their ever-living minds over the coming nomination of Kavanaugh. Uh, before I do that, though, I, I need to engage in a level of compassionate friendship for a friend of mine. I use the term friend loosely. Uh, he's the producer of this here radio program who has made the unfortunate near suicidal mistake of running in the Chicago Marathon. I have no idea why, people. No idea why. And he's raising money for Marley's Mutt's Dog Rescue, which was one of the largest 
animal shelters in the country. It's in California. It has one of the highest euthanasia rates uh, for animals in the country. And so they're, it's trying to raise money for the dog rescue, Marley's Mutt's dog rescue out there, which saves uh, lots and lots of dogs from otherwise being put to sleep um, because of the overwhelming number. So if you want to support the cause, support Marley's Mutt's dog rescue, you can text the word support to 345-345 and help save the lives of lots and lots of puppies uh, that would otherwise be put to sleep. Uh, text support to 345-345. Hillary Clinton is out tweeting about Brett Kavanaugh, and she is tweeting the lie that Kamala Harris circulated, the lie that Brett Kavanaugh believes that all contraception is abortion-inducing. And this has been thoroughly debunked by multiple fact-checkers, including a fact-checking operation run by the Weekly Standard. The Weekly Standard is a conservative group, but uh, the Weekly Standard has set up a separate fact-checking operation. And they've they're working with Facebook. Some liberal groups are doing the same, by the way. Some left of center groups and national media outlets and right of center groups are all working to help um, fact check for Facebook. And they have fact checked, Weekly Standard has, Think Progress. Think Progress is a left wing site that is not helping Facebook. And Facebook called BS on. Uh, Think Progress circulating this false claim about Brett Kavanaugh. What is striking to me, actually, is that mainstream media outlets did not fact check this issue against Think Progress. The, the mainstream media outlets that work with Facebook did not fact check this, even though it had been thoroughly debunked already by multiple organizations. And now Think Progress is screaming foul and Hillary Clinton is amplifying their lie. Y'all, here's what's going on. They know that Brett Kavanaugh is going to be confirmed. The votes are there. So what they're doing is they're trying to build in a grievance that is to amplify voter turnout in November. The Democrats, in other words, are willing to push forward lies that will generate momentum for them in November. They don't care about the truth. What is worth pointing out in all of this is how often the Democrats say Republicans believe lies. Donald Trump lies and Republicans believe it. And here their political leaders are the ones spreading these lies and Democrats are lapping it up. And they're getting really, really upset when they get called out on being lies. The Think Progress reaction is essentially them admitting that these fact-checking organizations are only to beat up conservative outlets. They don't like that they, a left-wing outlet, have been beaten up. They don't like it, and they're screaming about it. They are attacking Facebook over it, and yet they lied, and they're trying to make themselves the victim. Fact-checking organizations for the longest time have been partisan outlets designed to shut down conservatives, and suddenly it's being turned on a liberal organization, and they don't like it. Now, right when we come back, Clarence Thomas mentioned Cory Booker and his Spartacus moment, and you need to listen to it. 
kind of heavy rain now, down 75 really from the Brave Stadium. Uh, uh, y'all, Clarence Thomas was on stage with Leonard Leo the other day, and, well, the Spartacus moment, he captured his notice. Listen to this. How many people can you use in leadership positions today? The word that I used about Greg, honorable, honorable, not the honorable, honorable. If we could use that word about more people who are in public life, people who actually ask the questions at confirmation hearings instead of Spartacus, we use... <laughs> had to get that in there, just oh, had to get that in there. Hey, <laughs> look, we, 300, but at any rate... <laughs> But the, if we could use the word honorable more often, think about the difference it'll make. Then you'll have a legacy. We will have left the country in better shape morally, uh, structurally, than we found it. But as long as we're looking at our interests or scoring points or looking cute or being on TV or the greenhouse effect or what editorials we're getting, especially the legal system. How do we maintain it? If you can't debate hard issues honestly, with honor, with integrity, how do we keep a civil society? Amen. Got to be more honorable. Folks, um, just the left is, of course, attacking Clarence Thomas for becoming political, and yet they've been demanding that Brett Kavanaugh answer political questions before going on the court. Uh, Ridiculous hypocrisy. When we come back, Kurt Mellish is going to join me to talk about Hurricane Florence and how it might impact Georgia. It's 8 after the hour. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5, AM 750, WSB, the phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Rain in the area, real heavy rain in the Fayetteville area right now. Speaking of rain, we have with us Kurt Mellish. And Kurt, I got to tell you, I was joking with Pete yesterday that it, it seems like the last two times we've had these massive storms move through, you were on vacation. And he said, but he's coming back tomorrow just in time. Yeah, I always have to uh, cut these uh, short uh, anytime something really uh, big happens. It's uh, certainly exciting and some really odd weather out there. Yeah, th- this storm, I mean, it, it, so first of all, if you wouldn't mind, can you explain to people, uh, everybody keeps talking about the European model and the the American model and, and what the difference is? Well, there are more differences than I can get into, and uh, you wouldn't understand most of the ones <laughs> I uh, would explain to you unless uh, you've uh, studied a lot of uh, statistical na- analysis, uh, atmospheric physics, dynamics, kinematics, uh, microphysics. <laughs> you, you've done that, right? Uh, absolutely, yes. Okay, yes. well, I, I read the internet. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> yes. We're all ex- we're all experts on everything because we we saw a video on YouTube. Exactly. Uh, but but I'll just uh, kind of dumbing it down. Uh, one of the things uh, about the European compared to uh, many of the other computer models is how it's initialized, how the data is fed into it is more robust than others. Uh, another key. Component component uh, to it is that it is a what's called a, a coupled model that is its uh, virtual atmosphere is coupled to the ocean that's pretty important 
given how much uh, the Earth is covered by the ocean and how much energy uh, the ocean puts into the atmosphere. Not all of the models have that, and that adds to, uh, generally speaking, to its accuracy. So now this European model is showing that this storm is not going to go up the eastern seaboard as as a lot of people had been speculating, but that it might hit our way possibly uh, around Sunday or so. We're still still seeing with the uh, latest uh, forecast tracks, not expecting it to come directly our way, and of course expected expecting it to weaken quite a bit uh, by the time it does approach uh, the Atlanta area. Right now, the latest official track uh, brings it onshore uh, in the uh, southern part of North Carolina uh, early in the morning, the wee hours of Friday, and then just drifts uh, along the coast all day Friday and uh, much of Saturday. And then it weakens as it moves inland uh, to the west central part of South Carolina uh, Sunday afternoon as a depression and then ends up uh, still slowly moving up to the eastern part of Tennessee or the western part of North Carolina. But that doesn't happen until Monday afternoon. Again, by then it's a depression. So not expecting any uh, serious conditions here in metro Atlanta. We can get some gusty winds and uh, some downpours here and there uh, Sunday or Monday. But that's about it. Uh, there could be some isolated spots along the uh, along the border uh, with South Carolina and North Carolina, uh, from the mountains down to the uh, south of uh, of Augusta, where they pick up three inches, maybe even six inches. But again, that's nowhere near the Atlanta area. And uh, still expecting some tropical storm conditions to affect uh, the uh, Savannah area, uh, probably starting Friday night and lasting right on uh, into the day on Sunday. Now, tropical storm conditions, uh, just think of uh, severe thunderstorms, kind of uh, winds that those bring. That would be for the uh, Savannah area, but not expecting, as of now anyway, anything like that here in the metro Atlanta area. Well, one last question for you. You say as of now, but it seems like this uh, we're getting new data every every couple of hours, and so the, the forecast could change. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just, uh, just like any other forecast, uh, when you're dealing with the future, uh, we call it forecasting. The uh, root of the word is future. And we all know predicting the future is hard. Well, listen, thank you very much for stopping by. This is very helpful. And I guess I'll keep my umbrella with me just to be on the safe side. All, all right, sir. Just follow me on Twitter at WSB, And, of course, I'm doing blogs at least twice a day uh, every day. Well, thank you for coming back from vacation. And thank you very much for hanging <laughs> out right with there. me. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a buddy of mine who texted me earlier today. He's, he's got to be in Atlanta. He said, do you think I'm going to be able to fly back out? On Sunday, said, I have no idea. This this weather keeps changing. We will see. What does not keep changing, it only intensifies, much like a hurricane out of the middle of the Atlantic over warm water, is the Democrat anger over Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, these people are beginning to come unglued the closer this vote comes. You got Maxine Waters having a meltdown as well. Listen to Maxine Waters uh, talk about Trump voters. There are those who said uh, that we lack civility when I got up and talked about uh, the president's cabinet. And I said, if you see him anywhere, (laughs) if you see him at a restaurant, if you see him in a department store, even at a gasoline station, just tell him you're not welcome here anywhere. (laughs) And so it frightened a lot of people. And of course, the line president said that I had 
threatened all of his constituents. I did not <laughs> threaten his constituents, his supporters. Uh, I do that all the time, but I didn't do it that time. <laughs> I'll do it all the time, but I didn't do it that time. And of course, she wants to impeach, 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 impeach. You know, what is left, there are very few people pointing this out. Josh Crashour at uh, National Journal is one of the few to point out that Democrats are throwing away winnable races by nominating wackadoo progressives. And he's got an interesting report out in National Journal as essentially what you have is there's, there's a growing narrative out there that the Senate is probably safe for the Republicans. They have a two and three chance of keeping it. Uh, the Democrats have a one and three chance of winning it. Uh, the, the odds are the Republicans will hold it and probably pick up a seat in the Senate. And the Democrats have decided with NBC and a couple of others that they need to push back on this narrative. And what I'm finding more and more from these national news outlets is how easily they are spun by their own side. Here's what typically goes into media outlets talking about these races is they have Republican and Democrats that they talk to and they're easily spun. They look at the polling, they hear from the Republican, they hear from the Democrat, and then they kind of make up their mind. Well, the problem is that many of the reporters who are making up their minds are also left of center reporters. So they their sympathies are with the Democrats. And the Democrats are telling them, oh, it's going to be this mess with 70 seats in the House and we're going to take back the Senate now. And I, I just I can't help but point out yet again that all of the polling that suddenly has the Democrats excited is Labor Day polling. Y'all, by the way, in Georgia, I had to write a a newspaper column uh, today for a paper in Georgia. And I went back and looked. 2006, Sonny Perdue versus Mark Taylor is the only statewide race of prominence in this state this century where the Republican consistently led the Democrat. Sonny Perdue the entire time in 2006 led the Democrat. Sonny Perdue beat Mark Taylor, beat him pretty decisively, and he led the whole time. But if you go to 2002, Barnes versus Perdue, Barnes led the polling the whole time. If you go from 2002 past 2006 to 2010, Barnes led the polling against um, Nathan Deal, and he lost. Go to 2014, Jason Carter was either tied or ahead of Nathan Deal the entire time till the last week and a half of the the election, and he lost. And now in Georgia, we've got Stacey Abrams is tied with Brian Kemp. I think the real story here, considering that the Republicans tend to win between 51 and 53% of the vote in Georgia, and Democrats tend to get somewhere around 40 to 45% of the vote, is that Stacey Abrams is at her ceiling of the vote. Brian Kemp is at his floor. So Stacey Abrams has nowhere to go up in getting votes, and Brian Kemp has a big room to go up and solidify his base. But all of these people who are suddenly making these claims that the Democrats are going to get 70 seats, they're going to take back the Senate. They're relying on Labor Day polling, and Labor Day polling always gives the Democrats a bounce. And yet, between that and the anger that we're seeing on the Kavanaugh race, etc., The Democrats are turning violent.
It's 26 after the hour. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Mike in Atlanta, you are up next. Welcome. The real truth of the FBI involvement with President Trump will actually come to light. Uh, you know, I suspect uh, eventually it's all going to come out. I, I get the sense that there are people within the FBI right now and inside the White House who are really starting to get aggravated with the tit-for-tat back and forth, particularly inside the FBI. You know, there, there's the story out yesterday from anonymous sources that Peter Strzok and Lisa Page were leaking damaging information about the president. Then another anonymous report came out and said, oh, no, they weren't. This is a distortion. You should have waited. Uh, and it, it seems like we've got partisans on both sides trying to push their agendas. It depends on which shows you listen to as to what you believe. And I got to believe that there's an actual narrative of what happened, that there was some of both, that that Page and Strzok were actually pushing information out, but that it was there was other stuff at play as well. And I want it to come out because I just I'm I'm really I mean, I I'm I'm just convinced that the actual facts of what happened are different from what many of us know. Uh, and I think we're all being played. Both sides have an interest in distorting what's actually happening. I want to know what the actual facts are. It is 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Have y'all seen the picture of the water bottles on the runway in Puerto Rico that were all sitting there? Um, how do I put this? That's not Donald Trump's fault. And it is striking to me how the media has rushed out to make it Donald Trump's fault. You have all these water bottles in Puerto Rico. All of the media lamenting the death toll in Puerto Rico. And it was awful. It's not Donald Trump's fault. The more we learn about what happened in Puerto Rico, the more we learn that a large number of people in Puerto Rico were emotionally invested in making sure the president was to blame for everything, including the mayor of, of San Juan, who was on television constantly attacking the president. She became a media darling. Anytime she wanted to go on TV, she could go on TV and attack the president and say he wasn't helping. Well, he wasn't down there to be able to pass out water bottles. She was. He wasn't down there with the lay of the land on the ground. She was. And more and more stories have come out about how that mayor and others in Puerto Rico sat around and did nothing. The corruption and everything else down there, none of that is President Trump's fault. Yet the media wants to set the narrative immediately that all these things are the president's fault. I mean, they're already laying the groundwork to blame the president for any bad that happens in North Carolina 
in South Carolina and Virginia. And, you know, you got Democratic governors in North Carolina and Virginia now who will gladly blame the president. It reminds me of Kathleen Blanco. She was the governor of Louisiana during Katrina. She did everything she possibly could to blame George W. Bush for everything that went wrong after Katrina. Meanwhile, Haley Barber was the governor of Mississippi, and he pointed out, you know what? We had the exact same storm run through, had the exact same problems, and none of these things happened to us. They are desperate to blame the president for this stuff. And, and I want to be honest with you. What if the president does screw up? What if there's a major screw up in Washington, D.C. at FEMA? How many people, particularly on the right, aren't going to be willing to say, okay, someone in Washington screwed up related to the president because the media has gone so far towards laying the groundwork already that, that it's, it's clearly a partisan affair. The media wants you to believe they're nonpartisan and non-biased, and yet you go on social media and you see their reporters and they're all partisan left-wing hacks. You see reporters on there complaining about Facebook, labeling something from a left-wing site, Think Progress, as not true because of uh, the Weekly Standard. You know, Brian Stetler at, at um, Reliable Sources at CNN has a whole thing out about how you can't believe Facebook would allow a conservative site to fact-check Think Progress. You know, Brian's one of those people who's been out there saying the media's got to do a better job of fact-checking. So me, so Facebook and the Weekly Standard's fact-check, it's a lie, and oh, I can't believe they would let conservatives do this. Really? They want to have it both ways. They, they want to rewrite the rules every time. You got Ezra Klein, the left-wing hack from Vox, who's on social media today saying, a plurality of Americans don't like Brett Kavanaugh. I can't believe we're going to allow him to sit on the Supreme Court when he's nominated by a president so unpopular. Got to rewrite the rules, you know. Got to rewrite the rules. Anytime liberals lose, got to rewrite the rules. Even in the middle of the game. It's just hackery. And that essentially is what journalism has become. Hackery. Is it any wonder the media polls so low in trust and popularity in this country anymore? Okay, um, Kirk Mellish, I want you to know, has updated his blog at WSBRadio.com. If you go to WSBRadio.com, you can see it. He has uh, put up a post, and he has lots of graphs so that you can get a sense of this. The National Weather Service says they have been measuring 80-foot waves near the center of Florence. They're expecting a storm surge of up to 13 feet of water coming in above sea level. Here's another story for the media. So North Carolina decided that local governments, because some of the, the left-wing cities in North Carolina were going gung-ho on climate change, and they were burdening businesses. The North Carolina state legislature said, you know what, we're not going to allow local governments to force businesses to take into account um, sea level rises when they're doing development. Uh, near the coast. And the reason they did that is not because they didn't want developers to do this. Obviously, developers are still going to do stuff like that because of insurance rates. They don't want to go broke paying insurance because of it. But what they didn't want is for local governments to mandate that businesses take the most wackadoo scenario 
and consider that that is going to be the, the benchmark. I mean, you, you had some scientists claiming you're going to have multiple feet of, of sea level rising in the next hundred years when most people don't believe that. But those are the most hysterical claims, and those are the ones that the, the liberals wanted used in North Carolina. So businesses used sea level rising to contemplate where to develop property along the coast. They just didn't use those scare scenarios. And now, of course, Republicans are being attacked. As Florence comes on shore, they're being attacked, saying they put all these people and property in, 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 at risk because of this. No, they haven't. Y'all, it's really hard to separate the conversation on this hurricane from climate change, and, and, and we should be able to separate it. A, a hurricane is not climate change. It is a storm. It is a weather phenomenon. And yet every time something like this happens, the media and the left rush to go out of their way to claim that it's related to climate change. Meanwhile, if it snows in July, they're going to, no, 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 this isn't climate change. This is just a weather event. They want to have it both ways. They are trying to steer language and conversation itself towards the left. And the facts don't bear it out. This is a hurricane we have hurricanes. They happen every year, except when they don't. And when they don't, the left tells us they're going to come worse than ever. And then they come back and they're just, they're a hurricane. Move out of the way of it. It's going to have large storm surges. It's going to drop a lot of rain. But we don't need to set national policy on one storm, nor do we need to blame a political party because of a natural weather phenomenon. It is 54 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number, well, you know what? We don't have enough time to take phone calls, so never mind on that one. Say that out of habit. I'm not actually your meteorologist. What I do know is that you need to stick here for your meteorologist, Kirk Mellish, as this storm, this hurricane, continues to not be able to make up its mind. I, 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 I probably should not make the joke that it's a named after a woman. So of course it can't make us. No, I, I would never say anything like that on the radio. That would, that would, that would not be good. It just, it's, it's wobbly. It's going all over the place, but the European model says we may get rain on Sunday, Monday from Atlanta. Nonetheless, stick with us for traffic and weather. We'll get you home and try to keep you dry.